Welcome to Shut Up and Invest. What's up, what's up? Shut Up and Invest fam, we are live on South Beach. We're at the Live Wired Women's Only Conference. We're bringing the show to you guys from South Beach. But before we get into our guest, my man, the investor with a plan, Jay Money in the house. What's up, Jay? What's up, Kevin? How's it going, man? Happy to be back here doing our show. And we had a special, special place today, man. We're at the South Beach Monitoring Hotel here on South Beach by the Bay. It's beautiful outside. We're by the pool. Yes, yeah, sir. Can I get a mimosa, please? <laughs> I took a Moscow mule. Hurry up with that a mojito. Yeah, but what we got going on today, man, we got some great, great, amazing content for all you people out there. I know you guys have been giving us love, showing us support. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. We got the Women's Investors Conference today, Live Wired. We got some of the biggest names in the game. We got Christina. We got Rashonda Scott. We got Cece. We got so many different women coming out here who are actually out there killing it right now in the game. Dominic. A lot of you probably know them already. And we're going to get each and every one on our show here over the next two days. I'm just your friendly, local, neighborhood <laughs> lender for these investors out here. I'm just the average investor just trying to make a little bit of money for my kids. <laughs> Let's get to our first guest and find out what they got for us. All right, all right. Shut up and invest, fam. What's going on? We're at the Live Wire Conference in beautiful South Beach. Miami. Jay Money, what's going on, my brother? I'm doing it, man. I'm loving it. Enjoying the sun, the water we got behind us. You know. Amazing, amazing women have been coming through telling us a story. And this is all got, about ladies first this we week. We got Miss Danielle in the house who's about to drop the knowledge right now. <laughs> Not only is she doing a version of virtual investing because she's in uh, Texas, right? I am in Texas. I really, I've been there about a year and a half. But that's not your market, actually. Mm, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's the next. You're going there. Well, that's the next yes. target? Yeah, that's the next target. Yes. That's on my list. Tell us, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us your market and uh, we'll get started. Sure. I'm Danielle Pierce, uh, creator of Women Wealth and Real Estate and a few other companies as well. <laughs> I'm a um, full-time real estate entrepreneur. I've been doing this for 13 years. Uh, haven't been successful the whole 13 years. However, I'm very successful now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to me for sticking, uh, remaining sticking consistent. Through. Yeah, but I'm a tax lien investor and I also work in property preservation, which is repairing and maintaining bank-owned properties. Got it. So how did you get into um, reservation, property reservation? Preservation. Great question. So I got into it because I could not get into the listing side of selling the REO properties. For those of you who don't know, it's... it. Always has been and still is largely kind of a exclusive good old mm-hmm. boys network kind of deal. So if politics, you don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you I don't, think once you get in there, you're in there. And it's hard to get anything else in there, right? Yeah, because I mean, if, if, but then I, I get that because if I'm on the other side and I'm getting 700 listings a year that I just get assigned to me, I'm probably not going to be one to let that yeah, go neither. Yeah. I worked, <laughs> I worked for an audio broker my first eight nine years in real estate, right? So in 07. The crash happened. Yeah. So I was right there doing all the REOs and it was a good time. But there's very, very few of them that can do them. And, you know, it's a small, small network. Yes. So yes. you tried to get listings in Illinois. Yes. From banks. Yes. Could not. And, and they, they, they give it out, you know, to a few brokers here and there, but nothing like the volume. What banks were you trying to, were you trying to get in with? Uh, Fannie, Freddie, of course, those, the mm. companies. And then uh, uh, Aquin uh, was a big one. HUD, um, pretty much any of them. Mm-hmm. It, I just wasn't able to, to make that happen. It cracked me up because you, you would know the people who had, and, and guys, like you said, because I don't know, they were all guys, right? You would know the guys who had the REO listings and you would see like this one agent, you never heard of before, have one REO listing. Yes. 
and then have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> have no idea about when you get those utilities turned off and turned on, you got to pay that, you know, like no idea. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's looking back. It's I'm, I'm glad that it went the way that it did. There's obviously a lot of money that's spent up front by it's the lot, brokers. Yes. And I guess I probably just skated over that initially. <laughs> but maybe I wouldn't have been able to handle having so much many thousands of dollars out on the street in Chicago where people vandalize properties. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're getting pipes sold. Yeah. Yes. yes. All the yes. time. You know, and then you're doing like me. Kevin has no idea what winterization means. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Texas doing preservation work and I would say that they were like what is that because Texas gets a little bit cold me, but still not like means, man, I gotta take my jacket off that's <laughs> yeah. about it that's about it yeah. I've, I've uh, got actually the house that I sold to move to Miami I got because the bank didn't winterize the house right so this was like a beautiful house the bank didn't winterize the house wait where All was this at this was in Michigan right okay. out of Michigan. Michigan I was there before I moved down here okay. so I'm like you I still do most of my stuff in Michigan but I live in Miami yeah um, the bank so, the bank didn't winterize the house the pipes froze yeah. It sat that way for like two months before they found out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you you ended up running into this hurdle. So you said, let me try to come in from a different angle. Yes. I did a pivot, which as an entrepreneur, you guys will know you have to pivot quite frequently. Or you Definitely. should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when things happen, you, you either... Let's listen to... Uh, one of these people I listen to on YouTube. <laughs> and anyway, he said, basically, why create problems? You either have to... Uh, accept a situation or deal with it. And it sounds really, really simple. Like, that's so profound. It's <laughs> it so is, true. Yeah. So that's what I did. I just you either accept it or you deal with it. Period. So you created a company that now is going to work with the good old boys. Yes. Yes. And you were going to provide a service that they needed. Yes, absolutely. So all the stuff that people do to properties um, in the process of waiting for it to be sold, like people go in and they steal copper, they cut the lines, they mm-hmm. steal the furnace, the water heater. Uh, sometimes they steal the cabinets. Um, sometimes they just go in and if there's a tenant who is living there and they had to be evicted, they'll just trash the property just mm-hmm. because. So all of that stuff we correct. So okay. you have a preservation company. Yes. And they're doing work in different states or just Illinois? Uh, a little bit in Illinois still, primarily in Texas now. Texas is such a large yeah. area. So I cover uh, San Angelo County and uh, Tarrant County, which is Dallas. Okay. And how did that lead into the investing side of the business? Uh, tax lien investing. So a lot of brokers, I'm a licensed real estate broker. I have been for a quick question. Were a you a broker time. first before you started the, the preservation company? Yes. or I've been a broker since 06. Okay. Um, like a lot of people, I got my real estate license thinking I'm going to learn all this stuff about real estate. <laughs> they don't teach you anything. And you learn nothing about real estate. <laughs> like you don't know how to make money. And a lot of agents are, are kind of, they, they struggle mm-hmm. initially unless they find someone to kind of help them up mm-hmm. or they are or very, they learn. very they proactive. Learn yes. Yes. So I just was on the more proactive side. So, yeah, I got my license and um, I've always wanted to be a real estate investor. And I found out about tax liens years ago. And like a lot of people, I just kind of wrote it off like, oh, that's some BS. It's more to it because I assumed that because I didn't know how to do something that nobody else did. And then I found out about it. It came across my radar again. I said, "Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And it really is a great way to acquire properties for, you know, for, for pennies on a dollar. Can you explain tax lien? Sure. For those who don't know. Yeah. So tax lien investing is essentially going down to. An auction and a lot, not a lot, a few of them are actually online now. And you are acquiring properties that are delinquent in property taxes. And so it, it, it can be convoluted depending upon the state in which you're trying to do it. But just for the most part, the people are delinquent and you're either paying the full amount of back taxes that they owe or a portion of it. And then waiting for redemption to pass. Redemption is the time frame they have to come back and pay everything. And fix it. And if that doesn't happen, and then you, be, you can become the owner of the property. 
if they redeem it, you get you get what you paid back. You get what you paid back, plus your plus interest, interest correct. plus attorney's fees, <laughs> plus improvements. And some states like Texas, which is like the wild, wild west, yeah. um, you can actually buy a tax delinquent property in Texas. If it's vacant, you can move into it or you wow. can rent it one, month to month. Start collecting rental income during that two year time frame because there's a two year redemption there. And then if it doesn't redeem, then you get the property. If it does redeem, you get 25 percent on what you paid. Which is money. So in Texas, yes. you can buy the lien. It's yes. vacant. Yes. You don't have to wait for redemption period to move in there or run it out or anything. You can just right. go right you can there. Do it up front. Now, that's illegal in most places. That's However, <laughs> in Texas, it Every, works. Everything's bigger and better in Texas. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I every, got a question. every state's not a taxing state, though, correct? Right. Correct. So you have liens, deeds, liens, deeds, and what we call redeemable deeds. Texas is a redeemable deed state. Okay. Are you just doing this in Texas? or uh, Texas... Tennessee and Louisiana is on my list. The reason being, Louisiana sells deeds. They have an online sale once a month. Um, the properties come with title insurance, which is practically unheard of in tax lien oh, investing. Yeah. And it's still relatively affordable versus a place like a, a Miami or like California or New York where things mm. are just ridiculous. What's the expensive. difference between when you buy a tax lien and then when you're in, where did you say, tax Tennessee deed. or Illinois, uh, Tennessee and you're buying a tax deed? Well, in most places, if you buy the tax deed, you're buying the property outright. It's a done deal. There's no recourse. There's no redemption. Some places mm-hmm. that you buy the deed and the owner still has a right to redeem. So that's what I mean by redeemable deed state. Um, so, yeah, lien, deed, redeemable deed. And you a lot stay of away it, for the redeemables? Um, redeemable is tech. No, I want to I invest in tech. I'm going to invest in Texas. It just it just depends on your comfort level, your your level of risk that you're willing to take on and of course how much money you got like well, what's a worst case scenario if you buy a, a tax deed mm-hmm. that's redeemable mm-hmm. you think you own the property mm-hmm. how what's the time period uh it can be up state. to two years okay this you go Texas in there or? do a bunch of things to the property well you shouldn't so you can do things that are necessary and reasonable but you shouldn't go in there and do like this mega rehab, which you've spent like you shouldn't do that. Because if they come back and within those two years. Right. Then you're going to have a hard time explaining why you did so much to the property and trying to recoup that. And that's but, tax lien we're talking about, right? Because yeah. tax, tax deed you buy. We're talking about tax Texas. redeemable deed. We're redeemable deeds. Okay. Yeah. Texas got redeemable deeds. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just buying the lien, mm-hmm. you're essentially now the debt holder versus the county. Yes. And they so, got to pay you plus, in some states, up to 25% of your money. Yes, correct. That's a nice little return. And, and it's per year. It's per, per year. year. It's per year. When someone doesn't pay, and I know different states are a little bit different, yes. but in the states that you're in, when someone does not pay their property taxes, how long before it goes to auction? It could be as fast as a few months or it could be a year. So uh, Chicago, where I'm from, they have a, a scavenger sale, which is people who've been delinquent for up to three years. Mm-hmm. And then they have a, um, an annual sale, which is just people who have been delinquent for one year. Um, obviously, the more they've been delinquent, the higher the amount of money that they'll owe. Um, and some, yeah. How does somebody so go all the way to three years? Without some, paying? Some yeah, or, or without being auctioned off after year one, let's say. Um, well, you have just like with I, I kind of equated to 
rental properties. So you have what I like to call professional tenants. They're those people who know the law sometimes better than the, the <laughs> yes. landlords do. Yeah. And so they just extend the process, you know, by by any means necessary. They'll go to court. They'll make up stories. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, my grandma's sick. Somebody died. You know, I, I, I'm on bed rest. And, and so it plays out that way. When I'm in preservation, I've seen people who have not paid a mortgage in, in four years. Yeah. yeah, seen that. It's a real thing. So and then right. still didn't have any money to move. I'm like, what the hell? You've been yeah, doing for four years, dude. <laughs> so, so you're from Illinois. I am. You're from Chicago? I am. Okay, Chi-Town. Southside. Yeah. Oh, you and Roshana. Yes. Southside. Yes. Um, so what got you into real estate? Like, what got you into one of your real estate? Uh, so a few years back. Like, you got your license in 06? Yeah, I got my license okay. then. I've had a, I went to a workshop. And uh, actually, my very first mentor was presenting, who was a complete jerk, by the way. Brilliant, <laughs> but a jerk nevertheless. And he was showing checks from flipping. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm going to do that. I want I want those checks. What year and was this? That was 06. 06. And that's that's what sparked it. And then I had this thing about, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to be, you know, an entrepreneur, make my own schedule. And, and I, I got all of that, but I wasn't <laughs> ready for it all when it happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like all glamorous and, and it's not. fabulous. <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, I'm going to make money and just chill out all day. You kind of got to build up to that. Yeah. That was my, the part I was missing. Yeah, definitely. So you got you got your license in Chicago. I do. Um did you start off working with investors right away? Were you working with retail buyers? What was your, like, when you got into it, what were you, what were you specializing in? I was working with anybody. <laughs> uh, anybody. Oh, but the, that was also problematic, too. Like, not specializing. Yeah, that's like, what I, was... I always tend to have the same message. And it, it really does come down to a focus. So I was working with, you know, people who wanted to rent a property, people who want to, you know, invest and then people who wanted to I was trying to do short sales when you first start out you're just trying to find any way you can make a check because yeah. <laughs> that's all you start with your sphere of influence yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't have anybody I didn't have any that had the money or the desire or at the same time mm-hmm. to buy a house mm-hmm. so I had to you know go outside of my network I was in a brand new town. I had been there for probably about six months, you know. And they say, write down everybody you know from church. I'm like, listen, I've been here for six months. Yeah. I know no one. I know nobody. <laughs> nobody, right? so. Yeah. You remember your first investment deal? Yes, I do. I remember my first investment deal. I was doing a flip because I was watching HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. And I made $26,908. Oh, awesome. oh, your first one? Yeah. Oh, that's good. And then I spent it all. <laughs> when I tell you I tripped that money off like nobody's business. Because oh. you thought it was going to be like that on the money. Yeah, like it, I, it literally never, never occurred to me to like, oh, do this again. It was like, oh, you did it. And and that was it. Mm. And then all the money, you know, was spent up. And I said, hmm, <laughs> what should I do now? <laughs> was it hard to find another one after that? That, um, that experience? It was I, my, my next one. I and my I've only done two flips because that wasn't flipping is, yeah. is stressful. It's <laughs> mad stressful, and we it all costs a that. lot of money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so I did the second one. Only made like fifteen thousand dollars, but no, it wasn't hard to find. It just took me longer because I spent all my money. And then you said uh, after this, I need to go into something else. Yes, that is what it I wasn't. Your, I mean, it's funny because you made money. Mm-hmm. So why the pivot? Um. 
I, d- I didn't like the the flipping process. Mm-hmm. Um, contractors, and I, I really hate to give keep giving contractors a bad name, even though they well <laughs> they are well deserving of it. Um, it's funny because everybody I know who's been in real estate as long as I am, they're always still looking for contractors. Always, always. They're always still looking for contractors, which is really really weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I hate to keep giving them a bad rap, but that's the reason why I got out of flipping. Yeah. Yeah. The it's hard, it's hard to find. Wasn't your vibe? It's hard to find good ones that are always reliable. And I mean, I get it too, because they're always looking for jobs too. And unless they you're are. doing it, unless you're flipping full time where they know that, you know, they can have constant yeah. check you, yeah. they're not going to be that, you know, trustworthy just to you. So, yeah. what are some yeah. of the challenges now in the tax lien and the tax deed business? Because I mean, like everything, right? People sometimes only focus on the good, especially if they want you to sign up for their course and their training programs. What's the real pros and cons in the hustle that you're in right now? Um, let's see. Sometimes you run into situations that are very, very difficult where you may end up having to evict someone from a property. That's mm-hmm. that's not even for preservation or for this, not my favorite thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to be mindful of that. Another issue is hmm, money for funding, like as far as if a property needs a rehab and renovation, that sometimes is an issue. Um, access to credit sometimes is an issue for for new investors. Knowing where to invest, a lot of people want to invest all over, and it's really really challenging to learn the rules of so many different places because they they're very they're different. different. Like even Illinois and Indiana, which are right next to each other, uh, Cook County, you know, their redemption is like two two and a half years, eighteen um, percent interest rate per year. Indiana has a in one county has a four month redemption, and so people will learn one process and think that it applies to, across the board, and it doesn't. And then the last challenge is that folks think that it automatically goes from lien to deed mm-hmm. if you buy a tax lien certificate, and it does not. You can lose all your money if you do nothing. So so. Different counties have different, even in the counties in the same state, Yes, will have different redemption mm-hmm. periods or different laws. Yep. Got it. And how's the process when you do buy a tax lien, because you just expressed that it doesn't automatically turn into, oh, I own this property, yes. I own this deed. What's that look like in the market that you're in? That's actually very straightforward and easy. Like, I love that process because I pay an attorney to do all that, and the attorneys <laughs> will charge you between... Eight fifty to fifteen hundred dollars per property, and you got some people who are like, oh, "I'm gonna do this myself. I'm not paying yeah, an attorney." But that's kind of that's the person who I look forward to blaming if things don't yes. go the way that I <laughs> intend them to go. Um, the law is very um, complex, but the, all the steps and the notifications and the talking and finding out the, the title search—that's what the attorney does. And so, and you don't ever have to go to any court dates. Mm. You don't have to do it. You just kind of sit back and wait, pay them their money, let them work their magic. <laughs> Let them do what chill. they do best. Yeah. And how long is that process usually? Um, so let's say the redemption is a year. And after the year expires, you're probably looking at another three to six weeks to actually get the deed to the property. Now you pick up this deed and mm-hmm. this property now needs major rehab and to be able to flip. And that part you don't like. So right. what do you usually do in those situations? I've wholesaled. That's there what I you go. So you're wholesaling. Yeah, I did. And, and I've never, so outside of that, I'm not a wholesaler. I know that everybody okay, here is in a wholesaling. But yeah, it's a great way. You don't make as much money, obviously, but you get in and you get out. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to deal with that headache of finding the contractor and the renovation. So it's the majority. So with the liens that you're buying, are you, are you, you're holding on to some, obviously? I've are sold all of them so far, you but I am them. going to uh, rent, renovate and rent the the two that I'm waiting to pass. You're ready to be a landlord? <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple bad experiences with being a landlord, yeah, oh but yeah, I'm ready to them. do it again. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. 
you have short term Or well, you could be you know <laughs> you, have, you have to look to seller finance those those tax liens too then you're yeah. just the bank you know instead of even a landlord you know a little bit that's of that. such a beautiful thing about being at conferences like this and talking to other real estate entrepreneurs because you pick up other strategies I tend to be like one track minded but I Focused. literally have never thought of seller financing yeah. I, I know what it is but yeah. I never thought to do it it's like oh well, you become the bank you become the let me so ask you a question. When you pick up these properties, if they still have a mortgage on this property, how does that work? The mortgages are extinguished during that phase of uh, waiting for the redemption to lapse. And then with the attorney sending out all the notifications to every lien holder that hasn't, you know, every anyone who has an interest in that property. So the mortgages are typically extinguished. If they are not, that means the, more, the bank wants that property. And typically if it's in a, you know, a lower cost area, that's not as big of an issue. If it's a $700,000 house, Bank of America is probably going to show up at a court date like, hey, we, we need this property back. <laughs> but if it's, you know, a $50,000 house, that is not an issue. So most of the time or 100% of the time when it comes back to you and now it's your property, it doesn't even have a mortgage on it. Right. The pro- the only it, the only folks you got to worry about, name just like with name anything, them, name, <laughs> name the, bank. the IRS, the federal tax liens. <laughs> if yeah, you get yeah. one with that, you, you kind of just yeah, stuck with it, right? That. When um, I see those, because you'll see those on D sometimes, yeah. I almost like, no. Yeah, know? it's like, I don't need that smoke <laughs> in my life. I'm good. <laughs> and you Those see that during your research yeah. process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It literally says federal tax lien. When I've seen, yeah. When you're buying these liens, are you are you pulling title? I know you said some come with title work already, but some don't. Are you pulling title work during the research of the property? Or? I have not because the places where I've invested, the recorder's website has been really, really up to date. But I did just find actually a company in Tarrant County, Texas, and they charge $20 a property because wow. they do volume and they're like really, really well known. <laughs> That's right there. Yeah, so they, they charge 20 I was like, holy crap. And then also for anyone else, if you don't have that resource, if you make a connection with an attorney, they'll give you a discount on volume. They're not going to give you a discount on your one little deal. You got to pay that 200 250 or whatever it is. But outside of that, they'll give so, you a discount. I used to buy a lot of stuff at the share sale, yes. foreclosure sale. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to worry about redemption periods for that stuff mm-hmm. and they can make redeem it. How much? How many properties do you see get redeemed that you're buying on these tax liens with a seller? The owner is paying it off and getting the property back. I couldn't say a specific percentage, but I will tell you a way to kind of to to weed out the properties that may or may not get redeemed. So, the, and again, it largely contingent upon the area too. So, if you see a company, or actually, you'll see sometimes businesses on there too. If they're behind a thousand dollars, they're probably going to pay that back. Yeah. If they're behind ten thousand dollars or even five thousand, that's a different story. And it also depends on redemption too. So if they have two years to come up with five thousand, I say it's about fifty fifty. If they have two years to come up with ten thousand or a hundred thousand, that ain't happening, bro. And so, but you're, but you're still going after some of those, or you're not? Because I you, haven't because okay. I'm not. I mean, you you do earn interest, but you know, twenty five percent on ten thousand is what twenty five hundred bucks. So you're not really a lot to get excited about. Yeah. yeah. Before we let you go, we got a little a little segment we like to call Smart Money Life Segment. Okay. Got a couple questions. Okay. So if you had to go back <laughs> in the day and talk to your rookie self, brand new into the game, but knowing what you know now, what would you drop on them? I would have been. I would have done tax lien investing <laughs> from the beginning. From, from the beginning. beginning, I would have done property preservation from the beginning. Um, I won't say that I regret going to college. I kind of do. Because <laughs> I don't use anything. From, I have yeah. an accounting degree, which I literally have not used in forever. Um, 
but I would have I would have I would have pursued a niche being an entrepreneur from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't do it because they're scared to bet on themselves. Mm-hmm. I would bet on me from yeah. the beginning, like point awesome. blank period. And go right into a niche right from oh, the yeah. beginning. For sure. Is there a specific tool right now that you can't live without? Software, System, app, app, Excel spreadsheet. Right. You know what? It's Entreport. I'm feeling Entreport right now. What is that? Uh, Entreport is a CRM. Does okay. email marketing, landing pages, text message marketing, uh, any everything you want. It's about five hundred dollars a month now. Okay. But I'm telling you, it it is it's pretty dope. You're using that for your uh, email blast, text blast, mm-hmm. everything right email now. Email blast, talking to people. When I do webinars, oh, and how could I forget <laughs> webinar jam? Oh my god, webinar jam is like the whoever invented that deserves like a Nobel Peace Prize because you can literally do a webinar and run it on autopilot twenty four seven forever. Are you using What's that these called? webinars? Webinar jam. Yes, yes. webinar jam. You don't know about okay. webinar jam, no, dude. Get your life yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. About like that. you can I'm do training. Go get it together right after we're done talking. And um, <laughs> it's like four hundred dollars for the year, and you can have a webinar running wherever. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Who are you using these webinars for? Who you That's targeting? for the um, so I have an online coaching platform as okay. well. Okay. Um, because I don't want to do one on one and face to face and blah blah blah, but the webinar jam software you can you run the webinars and I couldn't I have a ad agency now who manages my Facebook ads and so they're responsible for getting traffic into the webinar and then from there they go to the online coaching platform. You're and coaching genius. You're coaching investors or real, real people who are wanting or? to do um tax lien investing gotcha. and preservation but typically a lot of them are in real estate in some capacity already. And the last question of the day, you did mention that you were going to start being a landlord now, but what's your number one current present day investment goal? My current day investment goal. Is it being a landlord and start collecting doors or you got one that's a little bit higher? Mm, It would be like a a hundred unit apartment building. You're looking for... Yeah. That I obviously that will never family. manage. <laughs> that I probably manage. Yeah, that that's it. A hundred, a hundred doors. You basically manage right now with preservation. Yeah, I mean, I you're, you're pre-managing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the end game. A hundred yeah. units. Man, if you messed that up, I feel like you just deserve to fail in life. <laughs> <laughs> you think you could pick that up through the tax lien strategies? Uh, I've not come across a hundred unit. The most I've seen is like twenty four. Yeah. But it, that's it's a nice possible. starting point, though. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Very nice. Listen, Daniel, I appreciate your time. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, awesome. How'd you like the live wire? I uh, love live wire. So dope. So many smart <laughs> women. I'm just like, oh, y'all are so brilliant. I love it. <laughs> and men too. Sorry. <laughs> We're the only ones here. <laughs> yeah, no. We'll take that though. <laughs> we appreciate that. Listen, we respect, we love the fact that you guys are focusing on getting the women up in the game yeah. and, and, and awesome. surpassing. Awesome. Uh, all the expectations and the goals that you guys have. So yeah. we're watching and we're... I got three daughters. Back. So, hey, I'm with you guys. Ladies first. You said three daughters? I got three daughters. Oh, three, three daughters. Daughters. Oh. daughters. Not <laughs> daughters, no. I got three daughters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool beans. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. All right, all right. guys. All right, how, how can Bye. we find you? Your coaching oh, follow program. my uh, YouTube channel. It's under Danielle Pierce. Also, Instagram, same thing. And my Facebook group is Women, Wealth, and Real Estate. 
There you go. Can we come in that group? Or is it like, you can. It's women only. I got a wig. This I can't go downstairs. It's like 10%, no, 7% <laughs> men in the group. Oh, yeah? You let them in there? The husbands and the boyfriends. Actually, and I don't know where no, they No, they're probably from. some single men looking for uh, yeah. <laughs> hustlers. Creepers yeah. in the group. Yeah. <laughs> hustlers. Well, there's a few creepers in there, but we, let them, we allow it. All right. Thanks, Danielle. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Hey, thank you once again for listening to Shut Up and Invest. If you guys are motivated at the thought of continuing your real estate journey with us, then visit shutupandinvest.com. There you can join our community and take advantage of more free resources. And don't forget, please like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you're first to hear our new content every week. Most importantly, get active and don't forget to shut up and invest. <laughs>